On this episode, I go into one of the most frustrating weeks that I've had in business. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 33 of Ars Nerds. Today's episode, unlike the last one where I kind of went through my tech tools, a couple of things have happened this week that I think um, provides a level of insight into what it is like running a startup. So, you know, this is all about my startup journey. And so this uh, hopefully is going to be an incredible episode. And not because of the amount of success I had, but because of the amount of frustrations that I'm having, because for one of the first times in this journey, I've come up against a problem that even I am now starting to struggle to deliver upon because it's completely left a field to where my skill set is. And it has to do with, firstly, the reason why I came about, and that is my relentless pursuit to build an incredible brand behind Attica. One thing that I came into this whole startup journey with was that this business had to be greater than myself. If it wasn't greater than me, it would always be a one-man shop. People would always look for me to deliver on projects because I've done a great job, which meant that you just could not scale this. The goal of this organization, company, whatever you want to call it, has always been to create incredible impact for small and medium enterprise and not-for-profits by fundamentally or completely disrupting what is a very archaic, um, old world style of business, and that is consulting. And that if I do it with my brand at the core of Attica, it's not going to scale effectively. And so I have known day one that I need to do everything in my power to be able to create a brand that people trust beyond just me as the head of this organization. And with this comes the new world of brand and marketing. It's no longer about, you know, above the line TV and print. It's not about going to conferences and conventions anymore. You know, inbound strategies in order to educate and build trust and to build credibility behind your brand is becoming increasingly important. And of course, being able to deliver and showcase those successes against the brand rather than an individual. I needed to activate across as many channels as possible to provide a level of comfort, a level of trust um, that Attica could deliver on the challenges that we were trying to solve for our customers. And with that isn't just the tangible um, deliverables of me going out with Attica and solving technology challenges for for our customers. Instead, it becomes about how do we make this brand, regardless of the channel, whether it be um, uh, socials, whether it be uh, predominantly really just social at this point that I'm looking at when you look across the mediums of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, when you're looking on blogging or thought leadership websites, whether they be um, like a medium um, or something related to that. When you start to think about what I'm doing with this vlog series and YouTube, um, when you're looking at the podcast, these channels, which for a startup is just so critical because they are very, very low barriers of entry to get into, very, very cheap to get started. You're not having to sink money or capital into buying that media in order to get your message out there. 
At the same time, it's very congested and very crowded. And so beyond just a great message and great content, I've had to create something that will appeal um, on an emotional level in order to cut through and break through. So my words alone aren't enough. It is the creative elements on top. It's the visuals. It's how incredible things look on a page, um, which equally build to the brand. The, the other piece to this brand discussion is, you know, my wife has now almost completed our brand book or a brand guide, which outlines the colors that we use, the type of imagery that we use in order to create a level of consistency into the message that we're trying to deliver through the non-written um, word, whether it be the visuals, the sounds, graphics, whatever they may be that surround our brand. How do we bring that meaningfully together to um, enhance um, to augment what our message and our brand is supposed to represent. So having that now in place, I had to take our branding uh, and all the activity I do around brand to the next level. A couple of tools that I use, which I didn't cover in the last one because I went through our major tools. Last week I went through HubSpot um, predominantly just because of how powerful it was and Zero because they were effectively the engines of my business. Um, but when I start to look at the other programs in um, elements that I start to use, stuff like Canva and iMovie, these uh, platforms are incredible and Canva still is, um, especially in its professional version, but using iMovie alone and using just generic imagery that I can get from Canva alone, just don't cut it anymore. And so I had to now invest into new programs that gave me greater capability to be able to deliver on the brand message better than the current software and platforms that I was dealing with could. So I had to branch out from iMovie um, and that meant um, going into both Adobe After Effects and Adobe Premiere. As well, I've also had to invest a bit of money, but incredibly cheap as well. And this is a huge, huge thing for any one of you out there. One thing that came into my research a lot when I was starting to look at brand was how do I get access to incredible imagery, sounds, stock video um, that would truly um, deliver on my brand's um, vision um, and how much was that going to cost me? So when you start looking around for stock imagery and stock videos, I was looking at having to pay close to 80 bucks per image. And when I started to look at how many channels I was having to activate that on and how many images I would need over the next 12 months, um, it was starting to break the bank. And that's where I found out about a platform called Envato. Now, Envato is absolutely incredible. I'm now paying effectively $16 a month and I've got unlimited access to um, video templates, imagery, both stock imagery, stock video, um, icons, a huge raft of digital assets now at my disposal for sixteen fifty a month. Unlimited usage. I just need to specify what projects I'm using them on. Um, absolutely incredible. So if you are a business looking to take that brand to that next level, definitely check out Envato. I think it's going to be um, an incredible um, platform for gaining access for an incredibly cheap cost. So definitely check it out. So obviously set up for Envato now, um, but this is where my challenge started to come in. While my Instagram graphics, Facebook and whatnot that I was doing in Canva, it was kind of down pat. I knew how to bring all that together and make it look 
relatively good. Not as good as a, as a professional graphic designer, but definitely up to a standard that I feel my brand uh, needs to portray at this stage in our life. Uh, the challenges 100% came in when I started to think about now creating promo video, when I started taught thinking about how do I start to build ads for my business uh, now that I've got a level of maturity in the business um, to find the next few clients. And I was looking at, you know, when I look at Facebook ads and I'm looking at the carousel, having some animated um, images or short video that would allow me to stand out in the Facebook feed on a carousel ad. I was looking at video content that iMovie just could not create and I was gonna use Adobe Premiere for that, I believe, um, in order to build that one out. Um, and it's when I got to this stage, the last week has been absolute hell because I finally reached a point where I've effectively found my ceiling in my capability to be able to use programs in order to create great graphics and videos. Um, and I was struggling hard. Um, I wanted to create just basic um, animated icon icons, animated images, short video and after effects, incredibly hard. And even using the templates that were I could download from Envato, which effectively gave me the animation done, I just needed to swap out imagery, I just needed to change effects. Even that was starting to become a bit of a struggle. And the learning curve on that platform was a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. And so a huge appreciation for um, what graphic designers have to really, really go through to justify how much they're worth because this amount of work that I'm putting in right now, I've spent days trying to get to an end product and still haven't gotten there. And when you actually equate my time, which when you look at my day rate versus what the output was, it was incredibly unproductive. That's the worst return on investment um, I've made in my business thus far. And so now struggling with this, um, it's about how do I get um, the right kind of graphic and material um, for the cost that I'm willing to sink in. As hard as it is for me to invest right now because I still only have the one client um, and while I have quite a bit of work coming in from them in January and potentially February as well to help fund it, this extra funds now needs to carry me through for the next three months to allow me to build the business and find new clients. So where I put this money is very, very important. But one thing's been made very, very clear is that I can't, I can no longer in-house this myself as a sole executor in this business um, if I'm going to deliver um, the brand to the market. And so the realization came to me is that I needed to outsource this. I needed to realize that if I was to deliver on the end outcome, that was an incredible brand that's portrayed to the market in order to build a level of credibility and trust with my market so that they trusted me to at least give me a shot. I can't do the graphics myself. I can't do the visuals myself anymore. This is something I definitely need to outsource, whether it be to a freelancer or um, if I can get my wife to find a bit of time to get her to do it, but it's a huge bit of overhead and work. So we'll see how that goes. And so that's just basic advertising stuff now that I'm having to really look at an outsource if I'm gonna to get to the quality that I need to. And the second one was um, building this promo video. So a lot of things coming into this, um, I figured out a script, I figured out how I was going to give my message about what the challenge in the market was, who Attica 
was and what the model is, and then how do we deliver against it. It's really a three-part video, which I can then chop up to be put on the website that I could use as marketing material um, on advertising campaigns across social channels. Um, the idea was finally rounded with Family Sound, started doing some location um, scouting to try and figure out where I'm going to do this video. I was researching online. I was looking at a whole array of other promo videos. Um, finally found a style that I could emulate quite well. So again, not starting from scratch. I'm looking at what's been done on the internet already, what seems to be resonating with me personally. I look at it. I love it. Let's go for it. Um, and completely failed. I set, a, I set aside all of Sunday to do this. Got into the office at about, I'd say about 10.30. The amount of fiddling around with cameras, um, tripods, I've got a brand new tripod, the one that I was using before, kind of like broke, had to go up and down Collins Street to JB, to Officeworks, getting a whole bunch of equipment again for this. Um, I had two different cameras. I had an old JVC camcorder, and obviously I'm not willing to invest into camera um, because it's just not my core business. I'm not gonna spend $500,000 on a camera. So try to use a JVC camcorder. It is just that old that trying to sync it with a Mac proved hard. And I was fiddling around with that for about two hours. Then um, I got my wife's uh, Olympus uh, digital camera. Again, awesome, awesome video quality. A hell of a lot better than the iPhone that I'm currently filming with this on. Um, you could see the difference almost straight away. Uh, the quality on this one here, smooth, incredibly high quality. The iPhone was coming up a bit grainy when you blew it up. So realized I needed a professional camera, started filming, transferred it across to the PC, uh, to the Mac, sorry. Started looking at it, I'm like, crap, all the lights are flickering. And then I remembered they're all LEDs and LEDs um, under cameras look, make it look like they're flickering because the camera can pick that up, something that the human eye can't see. So then I was, this would have been about three o'clock and at that point I had to call it. Because I hadn't, I didn't understand the foundations of videography um, and whatnot, that entire day was wasted again. Um, I was hoping to have had the raw video material for this ad um, completed so that I could start to get into Premiere and then start struggling again with that in order to get the editing done. Um, but alas, uh, not to be because I wasn't willing to sacrifice on a really, really poor uh, lighting situation that was just really distracting on the video. And so now next week, we need to now think about how we use natural light instead because we don't have the lighting equipment for video. So we need to start finding that as well. I think the reason, and that was, the, that, that was effectively the entire week. The reason why I highlighted this, and I think it's so important as a message and why I think there's so much value is I had planned this week out and realized I was going to up my game. It was incredibly exciting when I started to think about what I was going to do for this brand, how I was going to take it to the next level, how I had access to the tools that I needed. Um, I found Invada was absolutely incredible. And then effectively to have it all fall apart, um, things that I didn't think would be an issue came up, things, learning curves were far steeper than I thought they would be you know, almost making an entire week almost useless um, from building the business. Um, incredibly frustrating, um, but showing me two key things. One, I now know that this business, I'm probably not gonna be able to do it myself. I'm gonna have to find external help and even beyond my wife. Um, it 
I'm going to have to invest and I have to pay these people in order to do it. And so the first real hard investment beyond just software platforms, which are, you can stomach, you know, the 300, 100 bucks a month for HubSpot. I can stomach the 400 bucks a month for an office space. I can stomach the $20 a month for a Google piece. But can I stomach now 500 to $1,000 per piece of content that I need? You know, that's going to be a big struggle for me as well. But realizing as well that now I need help. And one of the big things that you always hear is when it comes to startups, you do need great founders, great partners, because no one can actually do it themselves. I preach this in technology. You know, no one organization can tackle the technology challenges they face alone. They have to go out to the market and find people like myself. And now I'm actually getting a dose of my own medicine. Um, and so that realization as well that I wasn't actually, if you will, drinking my own champagne or eating my own dog food about a principle that I preach incredibly strongly in my business uh, to the, my market, uh, that was incredibly eye-opening. So uh, that's it for, for this episode, really highlighting um, that regardless of what you plan for, it's probably going to turn out a hell of a lot worse because uh, you probably haven't scoped or don't quite know yet how to understand how to scope something, understand what efforts required, especially as you start to step into something completely new. Um, realizing that I now needed to find real partners or freelancers that can help me with this part of my business, which I have deemed to be incredibly valuable for me long term. Uh, and three, really hitting home the importance of finding these partnerships and now trying to not just look for the pieces of work to be done, but potentially find partners to bring on board to see how I build this business out. And then finally, realizing that as much as I believed in my business, at some in some way, shape or form, I was still fighting against it in the fact that I didn't realize I needed to outsource this sooner than I actually did um, when I preached to the market that I should be. So incredible lessons learned this week. Um, frustrations felt, but I think it's in the face of these frustrations. It's about how do you push through them uh, in order to get to the next week fresh with the same level of optimism in order to create great pieces of work and actually do some damage um, is going to be really the measure of any entrepreneur, uh, especially myself. And now having faced this already in the first week of 2019, it is as this starts to come up more and more all the way through 2019, it is to make sure that I somehow find a way, I'm not too sure how I'm gonna do this, is find a way in order to battle through a lot of these frustrations, these challenges, hurdles, whatever they may be as they come in order to push through and get to where I need to get to. So, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this content. Watch this if you're watching this on the vlog on YouTube. And as always, I can't wait to see you guys next time.